Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Number two of Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor for the ninth consecutive season, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Of course, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors, get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. And uh, momentarily, we'll head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. I will tell you that in this hour from CAA Sports, Bain Pettinger, and we'll get an update from the farm as we do every Monday with Bakersfield Condors head coach Jay Woodcroft. He's got a good thing going. Stuart Skinner, stellar on the weekend, 34 saves in a shutout last night as um, Baco, the reigning Pacific Division champs, the only division that played for a championship last year. Um, starts the season 2-0. Without further ado, to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. We go to our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we welcome to the show Bane Pettinger from CAA. Bane, how you doing? Good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. So I'll tell a little story about, I'm thinking it was maybe 2018, uh, 2018 preseason, uh, and you're not a you're not a small guy. You're a noticeable person wherever you are. And I'm I'm like, yeah, you were you're doing. A, I don't know if you were doing shadowing or if Bob Nicholson had set something up through Hockey Canada. But you're out at our training camp, and I'm looking over. I'm going, who the hell is that guy? And uh, lo and behold, that was our our, our first uh, chance to have a bit of a conversation. Uh, it's great to have you on the show. You're now working in the agency business. Uh, you've uh, you've also been a human interest story for a lot of people out there. Over the last uh, about the last 15 months so lots to get to uh first of all what were you doing uh at Oilers training camp that one year yeah well first of all thanks for having me on yep. the show it's, it's an honor i'm a, a longtime listener here for with having a few clients with the oilers there so first of all thanks for that and then um yeah back in 2018 when i was working at team canada or hockey canada i did an internship uh kind of a job shadow type thing just to see how we do things different from you know a world junior team or an olympic team from a team service side to how the the pro teams do it with the edmonton oilers so you know through my relationships with the oilers with with bob nicholson and and kevin lowe and and the staff that were there with todd mcclellan at the time 
time, um, I came in for about a week and helped Sean May out and uh, did kind of team services for for the Oilers, which was really cool. And I got to meet you there. It was during the rookie camp, so it was a good experience for me to see how how they do it at the NHL level. Now, when you're working for Hockey Canada, you have access, and I know the numbers are decreasing a bit, uh, and I personally think there's been a push by some American teams to favor American players, but that's a conversation for another time. You, When guys are trying to make the Olympic team or trying to be in the world cha- like or the world junior team the players are at their absolute best like you're seeing and the coaches and the managers you're seeing the people in the most positive of light is that is would that be a fair assessment from your time with hockey canada like it's such a privilege to be involved with the program and to make the team that you often get uh, the best that people are yeah, by, by all means. You know, if you make a world junior team, whether a staff member or a player or an Olympic team, you know, you're dealing with the best of the best. And even in that, and, you know, I'm I'm biased in that, that I think Canada is the best hockey nation out there. So, you know, you even, you even ramp it up a notch. And, you know, it is such short-term competition that we'll be together for two, three weeks maximum. And then you never have that team again. You know, there's always turnover. So I've never had that, okay, see you next year type thing. You know, either players age out or, you know, there's a new crop coming through, whether it's a World Juniors or Olympics. So, yeah, definitely there is a a best on best that brings out, um, you know, in everyone just positivity and energy and you know, I was thankful enough to do that job for about 10 years there with Hockey Canada. Yeah, and you know, I just think of, you know, and it, hey, this is year 14 for me, and there's been some tough miles towards the end of the season, and it literally, uh, you know, was like a death march and, and for, for guys that just wanted to get the season over with for players. And character would often get revealed, even in, in our support roles, like as broadcasters, right? You had to keep the energy up. You had to be the same way on the plane that you were at the start of the year, that you were at the end of the year. You couldn't sit there and, and uh, you know, show too much you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a way to sort of conduct yourself, and I think that that character often gets revealed. And it's it's a and and the one thing I think, Bane, that happens in, in ter- that maybe people underestimate is how much work gets done on the evaluation side by NHL organizations with players' characters and with their backgrounds in terms of what what sort of because they want to drill down and find out what people really are, what the players really are. You, you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, in, in short-term competition, you know, you don't have that preseason or the, you know, the luxury to lose five in a row and, okay, we'll be better next week and let's let's change the power play. In, in short-term competition, such as the World Juniors or Olympics, you know, it, it, World Juniors, for example, it takes seven games to win and you win the whole thing. That's one playoff round, right? So right. to win a Stanley Cup, you have to do that four times. So those short-term competitions, we don't have the time to figure out who's going to fit and, oh, maybe we'll change a guy's attitude or maybe, you know, if there's something, you know, that we can work on. It, it is, you open up on a boxing day and it's New Year's Eve before you know it and then you're in a do-or-die elimination game. And I've been, you know, lucky enough to win a few World Juniors, but I've also been, you know, on the other side where you, you show up flat for a quarterfinal game and all of a sudden you're kicked out of the tournament and your whole you know, your 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 whole uh, tournament's done, and you're sending players home, and you're you're sitting there questioning. And so, it's good and bad. You know, uh, the short-term competition, but that's where where my experience was from. So it was definitely you know to tie it back and see, you know, the luxury that the the pro teams have and the club teams even. You know, whether it's the Oil Kings or whatnot, to be able to trade players and be able to okay, we need a quarterback power play. Let's go look what's on the market or a free agent signing. But Team Canada, it's it's name it, and uh, we're hitting the gates running and. 
hopefully a couple weeks later we get a gold medal and singing the anthem on the blue line there. And a reminder, the World Juniors are in Edmonton this year, once again for the second consecutive year. Bade Petger from CAA. So, Bade, uh, why did you come up with the decision to move from Hockey Canada to working with one of the biggest hockey agencies in the business? I mean, it's not, in my eyes, it's not that much different. It's still player team servicing. You know, it's, it's relationships, which is one of my strengths. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to sound, you know, uh, cliche, but I had done six World Juniors. I had done multiple Olympics. I was ready for, I think it's human nature to always want something more. And um, CAA came calling. They're, they're a fantastic firm that we rep some of the biggest names in the sport. And it just seemed like a natural fit. I was ready for a new challenge and um, fit right in with, with CAA. I love working for J.P. Barry and Pat Brisson and our entire team that's across North America. So it's been a, a smooth transition. And I'll be coming up on, believe it or not, three years, which even makes me uh, sound like, wow, that's gone quick. But, uh, yeah, it was just the right timing. We had lost the World Juniors in Vancouver in 2019. I remember we talked about the quarterfinal loss. We lost that one. And sure enough, the next day I got a call from Pat and JP saying, hey, we'd like to have you on board. So it was a, a natural fit for me and uh, haven't looked back since. And I was the one that uh, Evan Bouchard drew the penalty shot in overtime. And I, I believe Comtois ended up uh, taking one of them uh, as well as and Canada ultimately ended up losing. Those things sort of happened. Hey, all right. So you mentioned you uh, CA's got multiple players uh, with the Oilers organization. Who are those players? Yeah, we've got uh, Cody CC, uh, Yamamoto, and uh, my personal, uh, on kind of on my file, Tyson Berry. Um, so, you know, we're very happy with how things are going with the start. I'm actually in Edmonton right now, so I was at the two games for Wednesday and then the big battle of Alberta on Saturday. So it's uh, great to have fans back in the rink, and even me, a guy that works, you know, you as well, Bob, that work in the industry, it just felt like a different atmosphere to be in that rink and, and see that battle of Alberta and that passion back. Uh, I think we were all kind of hungry for that and, and tired of watching it on TV with empty rinks, so... Uh, well, it's interesting with Tyson Berry, and I know we had a, a private conversation about this, but I, I would, uh, you know, he was in Colorado, and I, Chris McFarland, I've mentioned him as a guy that one day is going to get an NHL general manager's job, and I'd always have these conversations about Tyson Berry and being an elite right-shot puck-moving defenseman, which for me was a bit of a unicorn in hockey, and the Oilers, I mean, the Oilers have gone from being a team, uh, Bain, that maybe had two guys that can move it to having five guys that can move it, but Tyson bet on himself last year, he hit the home run, and then he elected to come back on a three-year deal. Maybe you could sh- set the record straight. Were there opportunities at a higher price point elsewhere uh, on a similar length term? And uh, what were the contributing factors to why Barry uh, ended up signing not once but twice with the Oilers? Yeah, you know, Tyson took a risk on himself there with uh, what we did, I say, you know, managing him uh, with signing a one-year deal here in kind of a prove-it year, you know, in that 56-game season. And, you know, the numbers, they don't lie there. He led the league with with D-scoring, and a lot of people will say that it's because of 97 and, and 29 and, uh, and Nursey there. But, hey, they still have to make the first pass. They, someone has to run that power play. And so for us, yeah, we did – uh, have have other offers out there in free agency, um, but with Tyson, you know, he, had a, he has a son on the way who's now here, Leo and his wife, and it's just a bit more settled, you know, in life. He's 30 years old. It was about making the right fit. You know, could we have gone and chased money elsewhere? For sure. But we look at Edmonton and what they're building and how close they are and the pieces that they did this summer with locking up Mercy long-term, you know, bringing in a veteran like Duncan Keith, Cody Cece, you know, bringing Smitty back, another year of maturity for Connor and Leon and Hyman and and everyone and I think it's just at at a certain point in your career you know Tyson's north of 500 games it's about the fit 
and not the money. And Tyson is as motivated as any player, but he wants to win it. And he's played with in Toronto with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. He's played in Colorado with Nate McKinnon and Rantanen and them. And, you know, he saw this team as someone that could legitimately win here. And, and to do that in a Canadian city would, you know, be excellent for him, but for the Oilers, for the franchise, for the city, for everyone. So, for us, it was a no-brainer that we wanted to be back in Edmonton. We saw, you know, obviously in the shortened season that it worked, um, you know, the, the numbers there that Tyson had, but also the numbers the power play had. Also, you know, the way that obviously, you know, the sweep in the playoffs wasn't what they wanted, but they, they had a, a great regular season. So they're looking to, to turn the page, you know, put that behind and, and really – build on something here this year and Tyson now to have the three-year term um, you know you can relax a bit you know you're not on a, on a prove-it contract you can and I don't mean relax in that his play is going to drop I mean relax that he can just not worry about you know overhandling the puck or a mistake that he makes and all of a sudden it's going to cost him on his contract I think anytime you can add that stability and obviously a life-changing moment like having his first son I think is only going to value add uh, to Tyson which means a value add to the Edmonton Oilers all right you've also got Cody Ceci and you had Adam Larson uh Adam's already gone on record in a piece written by Mark Spector and it's not something that's unknown uh, to us because we talked about this when it was going down that there was going to be a challenge for him because of a, a family tragedy that occurred here in Adam and we are in Edmonton and we wish Adam nothing but the best of luck but for Cody you know he got things jump started after much like Tyson sort of a difficult campaign in Toronto he, he, he got regenerated in Pittsburgh and uh and he got himself a good contract. It's got to be stated. People would say you guys did a good work at CAA. What do you think? I mean, are we already starting to see a bit of what Cody can bring the Oilers based upon the first couple of games where him and uh, Duncan Keith had very good uh, possession metrics? Yeah, I don't think, you know, Cody, CC Story, and Tyson aren't that different, you know, where they kind of had a fall-off year in Toronto for whatever reason and then kind of rebounded and, uh, you know, have both did prove me contracts, obviously Cody and, and Pittsburgh, but I think with CC you get a, you know, a, a great, you know, solid second-pair D-man that plays with Keiter there. You know, I've heard they're inseparable at the rink, uh, you know, kind of a mentorship role, which I think is huge for, for both, for Keith to pass on that wisdom, but also for Cody to learn. And, you know, I think the stay-at-home D-men label can be, you know, you, that's all you really do. But if you look at that pass that he made to Pulley Arby, uh, did, you know, that was an elite, elite pass. The, the, you know, there's only so much space there. So I think for Cease, um, you know, the fans are going to love him. He brings that toughness. Um, but can also play that second pair, PK, um, which, you know, if we're comparing it to Adam Larson one-for-one, one, I think it's a great uh, a great fit there for uh, that kind of second-pairing type role for Cease. Well, he's got off to a great start. All right, now, Bain, uh, another part of your story is your story, and that's uh, how long ago was it uh, that you, uh, you came out? a year ago it was november 5th so coming up on a year uh, i did an article with uh, pierre lebrun there in the athletic and then through through tsn and uh, a bunch of follow-ups since and uh, yeah it's been it was the best day of my life to kind of lift that that cloak and that uh, shame or whatever you want to call it and just kind of you know let the world know who i am and and be unapologetic about it and um you know the support that i've received both from the hockey community which was my biggest fear you know when you're working with these top level athletes and executives you know 
always worry about the what ifs and the oh my god what if they change what if they what if you know but eventually you have to just look internally and say well if this makes me happy and that's something we're not always taught in hockey and especially team sports is to be selfish you know it's always about you know the team and what's best for the team and that's no different from whether I was working at Hockey Canada or at CAA you know we service our clients and that's what's first not not personal issues, right. but, um, you know, to be able to do that and, and live my truth and, and help others, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing is that, you know, if you've never seen something done before, an executive or an agent, you know, be openly gay in the sport, then you don't think it's possible. So, you know, I don't think it's by coincidence that shortly after Luke Prokop, you know, with now the Edmonton Oil Kings came out and then Jason Chaya um, of the uh, play-by-play announcer, you know, and both of those gentlemen reached out to me beforehand and I just said, hey, it's the big bad hockey world isn't that big and bad and you know if I have the support of you know for those that have read my article of the Connor McDavid's and the Sidney Crosby's and Tyson and, and Morgan Riley then hey anyone can do it and um, yeah. you know I think that's that's key all right I mean I just I, I find this interesting in one sense right because to me it's like well, of course it would be receptive like it's just mm-hmm. I think we're I really think we're in a completely different a number of years ago, John Sexsmith and myself, John's a sportscaster in town. His son, Joel, plays for the Red Deer Rebels. He's very good friends with Luke Brokop. But 30 years ago, you know, we worked at a campus radio station where I would suggest that probably half the staff was gay at that time. And no one really cared that much. It's just kind of a it, – it wasn't that big. But it was a big deal for you to take that step, wasn't it, in the hockey world when you did? Yeah, I just think the sports world is just a bit behind, you know, in hockey in general. There's this machoism that I built up in my head, this, you know, hetero-masculine, you know, we don't don't talk about that, we don't bring issues, but... I was wrong in that. You know, I built it up in my head. I was late, uh, late to the party. I was 32 when I, or 33 when I came out. You know, I wish I would have done it sooner had I known the reaction. And I mean this with all due respect that, you know, who cares? And I think that's the biggest, you know, in a, in a respectful who cares. So yes. it's like, okay, but, you know, for my clients, okay, can you get me endorsements? Can you do this? I, I don't judge people on their sexuality. And a lot of my clients have said that. So as much as it's in, you know, when I say the real world, if I worked at RBC or a, a bank or a radio communications it wouldn't wouldn't be a, it'd be a non-news starter and i wouldn't be on your show here it's it's right. because hockey still has some ways to go that it's still news and until that's comfortable i think we need to keep spreading the word and, and advocating because you know bob you and i are you know obviously on the same page here but there is some some twitter trolls out there there is some you know people that don't agree with it but the one thing that i've realized is they're slowly shifting to the minority you know, they're the ones that are in the wrong. And I think that's the biggest shift from 20 years ago is that, you know, they're the ones that are, are hiding behind a keyboard and a fake profile picture, and they would never say it to your face. So they're the ones that have the issue. It's not me. It's not Luke Prokop. It's not, you know, uh, anyone else that's struggling with whether it's mental health or sexuality issues or whatever. We're shifting society, especially in hockey, to just talk about it more. And it's okay. We don't have to have this you know, suck it up and, and, and just, you know, put your head down and, and be, you know, we don't talk about feelings. It's not mushy. It's, you know, and I think hockey is, is changing. And I, I, I hope to be a part of that. And I hope, you know, any clients that I advise, 
um, or people that reach out that are struggling with something like a Luke Prokop was before he before he decided to make his decision um, to live his truth. Um, you know, I'm here, and and anyone you know if if they need to reach out, I'm happy to do so. Yeah, Bane Pettinger joining us right now from CA, and I know that Tyson was one of the guys that uh, you know supported you immediately upon you know you, you making that uh, proclamation. I mean, it was interesting with Luke because when the trade was made on Wednesday uh, last, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday of last week, whenever the Oilers played Vancouver, uh, the trade came down. The, uh, you know, the trade was made because Edmonton wanted to improve their defense. Their defense was having a challenge transition to Buck. And, and what happens, uh, Bane, is people, people. I, I wonder what, like, I look at the fact that Calgary played Red Deer in a nationally broadcast game on Saturday uh, with, with CBC, and Luke Prokop was going to be undoubtedly part of their storyline, and he gets traded to Edmonton before then. So it's pretty it. But the reality is he's a player, and at the end of the day, people are still people, and you still got to be able to play. It's just as good. Yeah, and that's, right. that's what I said. I, I prepped some of the Nashville Predators players with Yossi and Duchesne and a few guys before that announcement came out, just of the questions that they'll get asked. And, you know, they resoundingly said, well, if Luke Prokop can help us win hockey games, who cares? You know, and I think it's it's the same for me when I advise clients. I go, well, I'm going to help you get the best deal. And, you know, it, it, sometimes you just don't want it to be, it, yes, it's part of us and we're proud, but at the same time, you don't want to be given an extra handout or something. I still work and grind to recruit and and you know secure clients and service them properly just like anyone else and Luke you know he hasn't played a game in the National Hockey League that's his end goal but he got traded to the Edmonton Oil Kings because he's a he's a great defenseman as seen by you know two goals he got in his debut and he wants to make the National Predators I'll tell you this the National Predators won't take him because he's gay they'll take him if he can help him win hockey games and that's that's what it comes down to and uh, you know I wish Luke nothing but the best you know I think he says he's got a, a massive weight lifted off his shoulders that he can live his truth like I did and almost put it behind you if that makes sense of you know okay what's next now I can really focus on something like training or me being a better agent or you know what what's next and um, I think that that's all it is is you know living your truth all right I'm gonna leave you with this we're gonna circle back to the agency business and a question I you know you know we, we've had Jerry Johansson on here a lot of times over the years Rick Vallette Rich Winter specifically the Western Canadian guys uh, mm-hmm. and one of the questions I always ask is it's you're not just there to uh, when you're representing a player you're doing everything possible to ensure the player's success but to also represent their needs but you also have to push the players don't you as, as part as part of growing and developing the players so they, you look no further than a guy like Connor McDavid right he's working on one time in pucks adding that to his arsenal as a player and that is a microcosm for what an agency can do for a player as well yeah, for sure. We're not hired just to be, you know, in their fan club. You know, they have they have fans for that. We have to sometimes have those honest conversations with our players about, you know, if they're not playing well or, you know, their their contract's up and they want more money. We have to be realistic with them, you know, or else if we just pump their tires the whole time, we're not doing our job. And sometimes, you know, that gets mis- miscued that, you know, we need to always be in their corner. Yes, do I support my players 100%, but there's also an accountability there. If they go and they're minus three in a game and then they come to me and go, oh, the coach is, you know, coach is screwing me, 
Well, there, there's accountability on both sides. If I just pump their tires every time and tell them that, you know, the woe is me and, yeah, it's the coach's fault and I'll go yell at them, and that's not our job. Our job is to advocate for the player, but there's also a level of honesty. And, and you know, they have to hold up their end of the bargain of playing well and training in the summer and everything to meet their contract obligations. You know, whether it's a junior player that I advise in Ontario or a pro like Tyson Berry, it's, it's no different. You know, I watch games. I'm, I'm knowledgeable about the game. I can tell if you played well or not. Right, and I think you, know, you can go on the message boards and tell if they played well or the post game show or yeah. or whichever. But if we're there always just pumping their tires, then that doesn't do them any good. You need constructive criticism, and sometimes you need to hear the hard truth, um, you know, to to be able to get better. And I, I do the same here. You know, uh, players will tell me, "Hey, I really wanted this endorsement deal." Okay, so next next time I have to go harder. You know, next because that's how you get better is is pushing each other. And I'm I'm so lucky to be around these highly competitive highly driven athletes all the time that I think it helps me in my personal life and my career to say, okay, let's not just settle for it was okay. It was no, let's, let's be great here. And I, I demand that of my, my, my clients as well. Bain, great stuff. We appreciate you sharing your story and thank you for joining us in Oilers now. Thanks, Bob. Say hi to Woody for me. I saw you got him on there after, so I know Woody pretty well from Team Canada's. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk to Jay up next uh, for sure. Absolutely. That is okay. Bain. Thanks a lot. That's Bane Pettinger from CAA Sports. He was our Oilers Now headliner. You already know that cars cost less in Wetaskiwin, but did you know that Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin are a 10-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction? What does that mean? It means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations, and making sure advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes with the exception of GST. If those attributes are important to you, phone our friends Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson back with Bakersfield head coach Jay Woodcroft and Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.